0: Everybody, what is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter.
1: Thanks for joining. Today, we are in 1 Samuel 26. Before we dive in, by way of reminder, new Join the Journey journals are out. It's a tongue twister. Try to say that three times fast. These journals started in the book of 1 Samuel, which we're almost through, but if you've been having trouble focusing or you're looking for more resources to aid you in your study, this would be a good next step for you. So we'll put those links in the episode description. All of that said, I am in the podcast studio with today's Devo writer, Abby Rose.
0: Hey, Emma, thanks for having me here today.
1: Abby, I'm so glad to meet you, to get to know you, and really just hear more about your story. So I'm going to let you share a little bit about how you came to know Jesus and fast forward what's going on today.
0: Yeah, I luckily grew up in the church. Both my parents are believers. However, I didn't recognize the value of following Christ. Mm. In high school, I really struggled with performance, pleasing people, I also tried to live this double standard of um, seeming to be perfect Mm. on the outside and to everyone around me, but I was also not following the Lord in my actions. Uh, I was in a party crowd. I just really wasn't honoring the Lord with my actions. It wasn't until I went to college that the Lord really captured my heart. Through friends and a Bible study, I really learned what it meant to read my Bible, to be discipled. Mm. I got the opportunity to work at camp, which helped grow my knowledge of the Lord, to know His character better. Um, And since then, I've been faithfully following the Lord. I've learned a lot these past years of post-grad, learned a lot about how performance has come back up again in work. Um, and wanting to be impressive to people and constantly being humbled in my pride and my selfishness um, and turning back to the Lord to be reminded that uh, I work hard for Him and I serve Him and I just need to be faithful to the Lord in all that I do. That's right. Let me ask you this:
1: If if you're talking with one of your coworkers at work, and which what do you do for work?
0: I work at a consulting firm.
1: Okay, so you're you're at your firm, and it's your lunch break. Whatever you're talking to one of your coworkers, and they're like, "Hey, Abby, what is the gospel? What would you tell them? What's the good news of Jesus?"
0: I would tell them that the gospel is that we are really broken and sinful people, mm-hmm. and we are separated from God. But in our brokenness, God graciously sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to earth to live the perfect life for us, and then died on the cross as a sacrifice for our sin. He took on the wrath of God um, for us. Mm. And then three days later, He rose from the grave, conquering death. And all those that know Him and trust in Him, when they die, they'll get to spend eternity with Jesus. I love it.
1: You crushed that.
0: <laughs> Way to go.
1: Hey, today we are in 1 Samuel 26. And I'm going to let us—I'm going to let you just jump in. Okay. So what do we learn? What do we see in today's chapter?
0: Amazing. I would say the first thing that really jumped out to me starts in verse 12. Towards the end, no man saw it or knew it, nor did any awake, for they were all asleep, because a deep sleep from the Lord had fallen upon them. This comes Right after David has the opportunity, the second opportunity to kill Saul. Right. This is a man that continuously chased David, trying to kill him. Sure. And it the language struck me, specifically that it details that the deep sleep was from the Lord. Mm-hmm. This opportunity to kill Saul was given from the Lord. And that can sound confusing to me because it's like, is God allowing David the opportunity to kill Saul? Mm-hmm. And I think the difference is God does not tempt us. Uh, we know that from James 1:13, but he can test us. Mm. And the purpose of testing is to prove that our faith is real. David does not kill Saul. One, because God told him he cannot kill God's anointed. Mm-hmm. But I also think David did not kill Saul because he was faithful to the Lord's commands. And David trusted that the Lord would enact justice.
1: David was faithful to the Lord's commands and trusted that
0: he would enact justice. Give me one more sentence on that. David knew that the Lord's character was loving, yes, but also just. Mm. And he knew and trusted the Lord's character. That's good. And knew God and his justice would vindicate us. And then the next thing, verses 17 through 20, I'm not going to read the whole thing. There was some language that confused me a bit. Hmm, I like that honesty. <laughs> Specifically, verse 19. Now, therefore, let my Lord the king hear the words of his servant. If it is the Lord who has stirred you up against me, may he accept an offering. But if it is men, may they be cursed before the Lord, for they have driven me out this day that I should have no share in the heritage of the Lord, saying, go serve other gods. Mm. And that confused me because what does it mean for the Lord? Did the Lord stir up someone against me? And then also, what does it mean for the heritage of the Lord? In the ancient Near East, it was a common conception that various gods ruled in their particular areas. So they were limited to the area mm-hmm. of the land. And because Saul was chasing David, David had to flee from the promised land. So people are accusing David of seeking—because David has, was finding refuge in other lands, mm-hmm. they were accusing David of seeking power from other gods, therefore going against the Lord's commands. Mm. However, we know as believers that the Lord is not limited to a piece of land. Correct. And he has all the power. That we do. Yes. Yes. So David is not admitting to these charges, but instead just refuting them and knowing that he's not going to serve other gods. Mm -hmm. And therefore he has not disobeyed any of the Lord's commands. So to sum that up,
1: the idea back then— was that if you left your land you were going to the land of another god essentially and and so the assertion was that because David was on the run he was abandoning his god but what we know to be true is our god is omnipresent and that is not how it how it works and David was faithful to
0: god yeah love it thank you for summarizing that you're
1: welcome any f- final thoughts
0: my last thought is from verse 23 The Lord rewards every man for his righteousness and his faithfulness. For the Lord gave you into my hand today, and I would not put out my hand against the Lord's anointed.
1: Mm.
0: I just want to really highlight the word faithfulness. We just discussed this earlier. David was faithful, and we don't know what the Lord is going to reward in this time. But we do know that the Lord does reward faithfulness, even if it's not in our own time, and we can trust that the Lord will enact justice.
1: I love it, Abby. Thank you so much for studying diligently. Even the way you looked into that, the context of the land and the gods. That was excellent. Way to go. Abby's first time on the podcast. If you see her around Watermark, give her give her a hug. Let her know you've been listening. Abby, which service do you typically go to?
0: I go to the 1115 because I serve with Wake at the Shout 9 a.m. out, middle school. Shout out, I love my middle schoolers. Uh, but yeah, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me. You are so
1: welcome. I'm so glad you came on. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together.
0: Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast?